Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Kenneth Figue. And before episode three drops this weekend, I have a bit of a mini bonus episode for you. And also some news to follow. The next episode was delayed a week as I've been hard at work getting word out about the show and also holding open auditions for voice talent. One of the best Fallout 76 podcasts out there is the Vault Boys West Virginia, who explore the lore, locations, and their experiences with the game through the perspective of people born and bred in Appalachia. They heard the first episode of this podcast and were kind enough to have me on the show to talk about this podcast and also re-air episode one for their listeners. Many of you have expressed interest in comments and messages to me about the origins of this show. So here to get some of that backstory is the Vault Boys, West Virginia. Atomic Annihilation, the rebuilding of this great nation of ours may fall to you. That's why we here at Vault Boys WV will take you on an oral tour of the beautiful state of West Virginia. There's no other place to be better prepared for the impending fallout. Now we go live to our team of experts. Hello, dwellers. Uh, this is Dave. I'm curious what to call the, the listeners of the podcast. I'll have to talk to Austin next week and figure that out. Speaking of which, we'll have a regular episode for you next week following D3 with all of our reactions and thoughts and exciting news. Uh, for this week, I have prepared a little special, I suppose, aperitif um, for the listeners here. Uh, there's this great audio drama podcast thing that um, came up in my news thing, feed and uh, this guy named Ken contacted me and wanted to see what I thought, and I wanted to bring him on the podcast and interview him a little bit and play the episode. Uh, so with that, uh, let's introduce Ken. My name is Kenneth Figue. I am both the author and the narrator for the podcast. Um, I also, uh, of all things, own a, a marketing firm, which is my, my real-life adulting job. Um, I've done creative writing for a long time ever since high school, but uh, I, until Fallout 76 came around and it, I kind of started writing again on a whim. I hadn't written anything uh, personally, creatively for probably a good decade now. Um, I've written a few things, mostly ghost written some books uh, for people that we've, we've worked with in marketing, but nothing like this before ever. So, would you say that it automatically translated into uh, the podcast or audio drama, or was it more just, I'm going to sit down and write some stuff and see if there's a story there? No, it just kind of uh, happened. Um, we were playing fallout 76 one night and uh, had quite a few beverages and had were uh, in the high school up in Grafton and we were in there. We started reminiscing about high school as we were killing things. 
and uh, our experiences there. And I remembered uh, this guy from high school that was your your typical jock bully uh, pain in the butt that was named Chad. And then the four other people in the group all had had a Chad of some fashion in their lives. Like one was just a drunken uncle. Uh, another one was a boss who was kind of a, a washed up uh, high school uh, jock that didn't really go anywhere. And I thought it would be kind of funny to write these short journal entries about someone who was dealing with a Chad that they had grown up with. And now they're stepping out of the vault into this open world. And unlike high school, where when it's over, you kind of walk out that door. And aside from seeing them in the newspaper or (laughs) maybe running into them again at a high school reunion, you really don't see that person ever again in this world I wondered what it would be like to have that person just kind of doggedly pursue you and never quite uh, finish making your life miserable. So I wrote uh, just a few short paragraphs that I shared in some of the Fallout 76 groups that went unexpectedly viral. So as long as people were enjoying them, I started writing more uh, and ended up with 23 of them in all. Um, A lot of them what made them work was the visual to go along with the writing and some of the glitches uh, and weirdness in the game made for the best fodder for writing, whether it was uh, scorched heads kind of clipping to the front of your body (laughs) in a, in a kind of hilarious way uh, or people exiting power armor, but being stretched out looking like uh, a living Wendigo with extended limbs, uh, so I, remember, stories, I remember discovering that particular glitch. That was uh, quite I mean, the they, yeah, they're hilarious when you actually just sit back and appreciate it for what it is. Um, people had started suggesting that they should be turned into a book or a podcast or something like that. So eventually enough people appreciated them that I thought, what the hell, I would give it a go. And uh, so it came to be. <laughs> so... Was this your first time playing a Fallout game or have you gotten into the series before this one? Oh, no. I started with uh, Fallout 3. I wish I could be that person that said uh, I started out with Fallout 1 but uh, way back in the day. But no, I started with Fallout 3, which uh, I think a lot of people did. And up until that point, I mean, I'd been playing games my entire life. But that first moment when I stepped out of the vault and the world open up all around you uh, was a really powerful goosebumpy moment. Uh, I loved the the lore and the alternative universe and the whole 1950s retro futurism uh, really spoke to me. And I just, I fell in love with that game and moved on to 76 and then Fallout 4 and now to Fallout 76. <laughs> so for this particular project other than the game itself and of course the um the the titular um antagonist of it what were some of the inspirations behind the stories that you've already told it doesn't come from any one place um Mm -hmm. one of the the things uh that i guess has become an asset working with people in marketing is i have uh almost a a high 
for lack of a better word, like an empathic ability. So I can put myself into someone's shoes or someone's head and can uh, come up with a story based on who they are, what makes them tick, what their likes or, or dislikes are and what makes them a person. Um, it, it helps with uh, like branding and identity where someone will come to me and they're trying to make a product or uh, tell a story and they forget that people don't really connect with a thing. Um, they connect with things that they can connect to. They can feel uh, good about something or can relate it to something personal in their life. So I think a lot of the, the stories about what happens to this person just come from a place of following him out into the world and going from this kind of optimist that he starts out as from day one and becomes someone completely different by the time we get to the end of the season where you kind of realize that you become what you hate. And along the way, there's a, there's a lot of dark humor and he has a very sarcastic, you've got to be kidding me way of, of looking at what happens to him. Uh, he's kind of a pathetic hero in a way and that he never quite gets a break throughout the entire series. So what do you hope to achieve? Um, writing these episodes, uh, doing this stuff is this, uh, do you have any goals for this hobby? I know, I know that you have said before to me that, um, more in that hobby world, but what, what are your goals right now with it? I'd like for people just to appreciate it, uh, or even to just check it out, listen and laugh to me. That's the most important thing. Uh, I think everything is so serious, uh, especially I think the the older that you get, you lose this this kind of uh, laughable approach to life or situations and start to look at everything as serious or a threat or, you know, you shouldn't be laughing at that. No, you should be. If you can't, then what what's the point? Uh, it would be great to just have people enjoy this for what it is. And if anything, maybe look out, uh, look at the fallout experience as in maybe in the way that I do. Um, when the game launched, uh, it obviously <laughs> had some challenges from a launch standpoint. Um, but the, the group that I ended up finding inside the game was comprised of now friends from all over the world and as we went on adventures together and hung out and drank and laughed and cried and talked about our lives um, you build some amazing connections which is the first experience I've ever had in a game like this Um, I've never played an online multiplayer game before so being able to to talk and hang with people has been amazing Um, I wanted people to be able to look at this game maybe through the eyes of the character and being able to to look at it for the subtleties in the game that when you're so focused on grinding at White Springs or doing your 200th queen run that you look for some of the Easter eggs or the backstory that isn't kind of spoon fed to you in the way that it was delivered previously. If you look at some of the detail that they've put in the hollow tapes or the notes and follow that around like breadcrumbs, there's actually some really amazing mini stories 
in the game and Easter eggs that you can really appreciate. There's uh, one thing that just occurred to me. Uh, you can kind of weave back in. I think a lot of where this comes from and the sound came from my grandmother, of all things. Uh, when I was little, she used to take me to the library every weekend, like clockwork. And I hang out in the children's room up until I was 12 when uh, it was this big old Victorian building and the adult rooms were upstairs. So one weekend I just got bold and I wandered up this gigantic staircase and upstairs in the adult section, there was this kind of open amphitheater feel with like three layers of balconies and it had these amazing uh, wrought iron staircases. So I tramped up one and found the darkest corner of the entire building. And in there, it was just floor to ceiling with dusty old records. And I'd never seen one before. So I took a look through some of them and saw one that was an audio drama and it was called Lights Out Murder Castle and uh, checked it out of the library and played it on my dad's record player at home. And I'd never heard anything like it. I think back then before TV, the, the writers and producers of audio drama back then had a mastery of creating storytelling through atmospheric sound where you can almost see uh, a ghost coming at you down a hallway or see blood pooling on the carpet from someone who's being murdered. Um, they did that through sound alone and it was kind of left up to your imagination. So I think a lot of the, the feel of this, it was important to me to kind of create the kind of environment that you could picture what was going on and feel the space um, that the character was sitting in, even in using directional sound to kind of position where he would be in relation to the recording device that is being, is capturing all of this on. And there are some subtle things that I did to take you from the tape to live action, where you kind of uh, slowly drift out of that kind of recorded sound into being in the, the actual space and hearing, you know, birds singing or water flowing or something like that. I have listened to both the episodes that are out now of your um, podcast, and I absolutely love it. Um, I think it's great. <laughs> it's, it's so... It, it, it feels like it, it feels incredibly professional. I was listening to it and I was thinking this guy should make a portfolio because this guy is going places in the, <laughs> in like the voice acting and writing world. I thought to myself, I was like, wow, this is, this is something really special. So where can people find your, your podcast at? Um, Fallout 76 podcast.com uh, is the main website, but now it's up on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iTunes, pretty much everywhere podcasts are listed. Before we tune out, I wanted to also share some exciting news. After holding open auditions with Fallout fan groups, we now have an entire cast of voice actors and actresses who will be bringing to life this show, including Alexander Luther, a real-world actor who will be voicing Chad. When you hear him speak, he's a person you will love to hate. As of this airing, Episode 3 is almost complete, with two new characters appearing. One is an old friend, the other a new foe. And with that news, I'll see you in the Wasteland.
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.